0: enthusiasm with multi-tonal voice yes 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 hello harry smith hello thanks for having me you're most welcome yes. Dan, how are you feeling today <laughs> <laughs> well fine <laughs> good don't we really know how to introduce we need to introduce yeah. the podcast don't we so we know who's who's going to be talking but then i feel like doing a formal intro feels a bit it
1: was a bit awkward. Contradicts I'd rather a, just start talking. Contradicts our uh, title, faffing about.
0: Yeah. Because but um, maybe we shouldn't do it. Is that what you've called it, faffing about? Because uh, other other podcasts, you just when you play it, it says in the text who's on. They don't introduce who's. They they'll just sort of start talking, don't they?
1: Yeah, but we want to know how Harry sounds. If there's like thirty people.
0: Yeah. True. <laughs> And we've got a we got
2: a, so we haven't got a, have we got a topic or we're we just gonna we're just gonna wing it. Just we're just gonna wing it. Just having ch- mm. just, yeah. just 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 mm. having a chat for an hour. Mm. Just what do you think? Mm. Well, let's talk about let's talk about you first, Kurt. Let's talk about how your grow native thing has been going because this is this is impressive. i I'm, that you know the, the the most recent video looks good. It, you know, it looks professional, looks nice. You know, it, I'm I'm buying into it. I like I like the idea and the. The wildflower meadow looks exceptionally good. Like, really like that. Absolutely cracking. Yeah. I, 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 had, I had my sort of scepticisms when you first sort of started doing it, and I thought, are they going to end up with a muddy puddle and some wilted turfs that die in the sun? And uh, you know, I take take my hat off. Eat my, you know, eat my hat if I have one. That looks. Um, yeah. It looks good.
0: It's, yeah, it's one of those things you just never quite. You just have to. You just have to give things a go, don't you? So just the, just, just mm, take the risk that it won't yeah. work. But. What is, what is growing native? What is growing native? I think the best description I say at the moment is a wildlife landscaping and garden design um, business. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the idea is to create, create areas that attract wildlife into the garden, but also look visually appealing as well. So S- sort
1: of, such a soothing voice, and you and, you, and
2: you, you got this sort of idea from working. You, you, you've worked in the the ecological consultancy industry, haven't you? And you, you've you've seen how it works. And I think you you saw a niche where you could you could do better. You could add, yeah, and, and and you could do it yourself as well. You didn't need to be working for a company, and yeah. be, and I, th- I think you're quite artistic as well. And you've got you, you've got. You're restricted when you work for someone else, what you can do and you you all your remit and that kind of thing. I think you know you, you strike me as the kind of person that likes working for himself they want they want their own direction their own kind of um you enjoy the
0: challenge so it's uh it's yeah. more rewarding i think I think it's a good yeah it seems to just sort of come together sort of organically a bit yeah but, um, no, that's yeah good. I think it's a good sort of culmination of past past lives really yeah but I think yeah, yeah. I've realized yeah with the ecological consult- consultancy which obviously do do as well but so much of it seems like it's obviously very worthwhile but a lot of it seems like damage limitation oh it's yeah it's nice to feel yeah. it's nice to create something that yeah. that people people can enjoy and even though i've had a my formal education's been in science i'm actually naturally more artistic mm. i do enjoy
2: creating okay. things and you're quite practical as well so that throw you throw the two in together and you've got you, you know you, you you can be a landscape architect on a very small scale and work for your work for yourself you know that's um and that's essentially what you're doing isn't it really it's uh
0: yeah but yeah i've really enjoyed it um, and yeah, like you say i enjoy the challenge i've enjoyed the sort of i'm enjoying the sort of intellectual pursuit of working out how fun that how businesses run and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's
2: so much behind the scenes, isn't there, with the business stuff? You know, you don't, especially as a as a PYE, uh myself. You you don't appreciate that really. You don't you don't see it so much. Mm. Um,
0: yeah, like I say, with um, it's Paul, a bus- Paul, it's a business adventure, you could say. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good it's mm. a good opportunity with uh, like Paul as a partner and Mum helping as well. Yeah, um, I can sort of draw off their years of of business experience, mm. and hopefully, yeah. I can I can sort of. Uh, speed up the learning
2: process yeah no I'm definitely definitely very jealous of um, I mean you know, Paul and Sally at your fingertips is uh, you know cool oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: anyone 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 hand hand gestures <laughs> in that yeah. one mm-hmm. good.
0: <laughs> I love that the wildflower turf products though because we know how difficult it is to establish a wildflower meadow from scratch yeah and even though yeah. we were saying before it is, it is expensive mm. but it's actually uh, trying to do it from scratch Successfully, is probably it's probably a false economy because the amount of work, work it goes work into it actually takes, yeah weeding the upkeep it, getting them and to, uh, actually, get yeah, to actually of grow, it, maintenance of it the watering act, the, yeah. weeding out the
2: you know the rudels and stuff yeah, yeah. it's and, and yeah. you're talking probably years to actually years. get it get it going yeah. you spend it, spend a bit more money on the finished article so yeah. to speak and you know
0: whereas with the turf you prepare the ground properly yeah and it's already got a a, a root system underneath and as soon as you put that down that's an instant barrier to any weeds growing up and it's as long as you do it's, what you're it's blooming it's blooming, beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's blooming beautiful blooming lovely <laughs> awesome. yeah. but i guess this is um
2: you know this is this is why i like being friends with people like this you know young entrepreneurs they're you know they're they, they, you know, work single. hard and they si- single the most i'm not i'm not hang on whoa, 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 whoa. i'm gonna get in trouble now uh, <laughs> that's twink, twinkle in their eyes <laughs> That's why uh, I think that's why I'm attracted to Edan. Oh, hang on, this is kind of wrong. <laughs> and this is why. This is why. You know, it's nice to be friends with someone like Edan as well. You know, another young Sorry, entrepreneur.
1: Our, our love doesn't have to be hidden. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to hide it anymore.
2: Yeah, can you tell us a bit about Landed Media? You know, it's uh, just
1: so you know, tell us what it's about a little I'm, bit. Like, I'm am using the equipment to make this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very well fleshed out there. Yeah. 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 Video production company. What do we say? In cool. a nutshell. In a nutshell. So like you're saying it's. it's uh, I feel like it's nice under- having
0: interesting friends that yeah. do mm. have I, g- good, yeah. un- <laughs> unique <laughs> skills. Spectrum. I feel yeah. like you're underselling yourself there, Edan. Like well, you, uh, you, you're, think... you're
2: an artist and you're good at what you do, and uh, you just mean, you've summed it up in like one sentence. Yeah,
1: so. make pictures and moving pictures. Yes, you're very yeah. very, very talented uh, <laughs> again, talented under- videographer under- and yeah. editor. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it, it's, it,
0: it's promoting yourself is is a tricky art. It's not something that comes naturally. Yeah, it's not something that comes naturally to me. But yeah. again, well, that's why I'm here. I'm promoting both of you. But also with, like I say, with the <laughs> uh, the business, <laughs> it's sort of something you need to something I need to get better at, and sort of you slip it into into yeah. conversations, and because you never know, was, you never know never where a lead might, yeah. might come. You never know who's listening. Yeah, but it's I don't know. Yeah, it's self promotion in mm. a whilst still being humble. It's a fine.
2: Yeah, if you're shoving it down someone's throats, they're not gonna you know, especially yeah. in the the kind of. Uh, the kind of landscaping and that sort of industry you, you know you, you're inviting yourself into people's homes and then you know you, you you want them to come to you because you want to sell an idea to them um that they, their garden should look like your you know some of your ideas and some of your things that you're trying to you know trying to create and i think if if you come across big-headed and bolshy and you know um really corporate people aren't people don't want to be part of that you know especially in their own home
0: yeah yeah Absolutely, it's just I think it's just finding a way of mentioning it. Mm. You can go, you can go too far the other way if you don't. If you don't talk, if you don't talk about it at all, then you know people aren't mind readers, are they? No, That's no right. one's gonna find. No one's gonna find you. You got You got to talk yeah. about it a bit. You know, yeah. you
2: got to shout a little bit. You, you know, sort of meet there's, yourself there's, halfway. Or you know, you could just look at the current kind of. Um, you know, any, any sort of media or advertising, you know, there's so much of it. It's so, you know, the market's flooded with some things. You know, if you didn't mm. shout about it, no one would ever find you. No one would ever hear
0: yeah, about you. Yeah, that's the
1: thing. It's good mm. good and bad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, I like to surround myself with people that are humble, but they're, they're concise, you know. They say what they need to say. You don't mm. want to be too braggy. I don't like people that are too, Lee calls it flexing. Like showing oh, off, like showing like, off yeah, their, yeah. their goods, you know.
2: Look <laughs> 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 at that vein in that
1: muscle. Yeah, that. I just mm. think like I respect people with that they do what they do, they do it well, and they don't brag too much about it. If yeah. you got, if you're trying to sell yourself, you could do it really well. And I do that. Like if if I'm if I'm meet, meeting with a potential client, I'll give it all I got. Mm-hmm. But to friends, I think I think is that right, like
2: clothes clothes on mm. or clothes off? Or? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the speedos are already in the trunk, so, <laughs> yeah. So they're ready, you know. But, oh, yeah, just like like
0: just passionate people it almost almost doesn't matter what it is if someone's someone's sort of just in intellectually curious about things they have got a bit of fire in their fire yeah. in their belly yeah you can it's sort of um it's contagious isn't it
2: yeah i think i think it goes true for a lot of things i mean it's, uh, it's 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 more about the person it's about the passion in the, of the person the passion in the person Mm. <laughs> you yeah, well, you don't have too much passion inside you but mm. yeah
1: right. uh, well. so speaking of uh passion uh so what was going on in the farm today
2: well, today well this, it's been it's been, the, it's been the last couple of weeks so i should probably talk about a bit more what, what i do yeah. I've, I've, mm. you know um so yeah so i work for the essex wildlife trust and i manage a, a big nature reserve i took a side step out of um, environmental consultancy and got into got into going well back to what i'd done when i was uh, slightly younger and uh and uh, got into managing a nature reserve basically so it's uh, it's a grazing marsh and it's got sheep and cattle and it's a working farm so there's uh, there's always something happening, there's always something going on, there's always some sort of drama with farming um, which, uh, which it makes it exciting you know as a, as a young man I, I enjoy that you know it's, it, it's good um, you know you go out in the morning you never know what you're going to find, you never know what you're going to see but um, we've had quite a bit of drama this week so we had one of our um, with farming there's always casualties casualties of war um so there's always animals dying and that sort of thing it's just part and parcel of the nature of it um but um, unfortunately this this week we lost um one of our prime bulls so uh, we lost a uh, Charolais bull it's um he was an old chap he was about 12 years old but um uh when a, when a big animal dies in a, in a in an area of the farm that's difficult to get to it creates a lot of you know it's 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 a lot of hassle and it's uh um and it's um you know it's uh Takes a lot out of the day, and there's not there's only so many hours in the day. How did you get it out, and what did he taste like? Well, did He died die of old age, or he what? died of old age. Yeah, he was oh, a okay. real old boy. You know, he lived. There, he lived for sort of, you know, twelve, thirteen years. So he was a, you know, he was. He was called Diablo. Oh, um,
1: nice.
2: Yeah, but he was a he was a big old yeah, fellow. Um, but you think you know he, he's had a pretty good life. You know, he, he every year he gets put in with thirty odd ladies. He gets to have his way with them. You Man. know, Cause um,
0: it's quite. <laughs> Shocking, isn't it, when you see um, selectively bred farm animals the size of their testicles? Uh, it is unbelievable. It's, it's quite <laughs> yeah. staggering, isn't it? it? It was. Are
1: you jealous? It, uh, it, yeah. uh, I mean, if someone put uh, you and they said, "Right, for the next twelve years, you're uh, going to die at the end of this twelve years. You know that you're going to die at some point." Yeah. But you get to mate with thirty women. A, how many, a year? Every year, every every year, year thirty women. Yeah. You know. Like let's say two, two, two ladies a month.
0: Mm. You mean I'm in, in the same situation? Yeah. In, in a field, just constant. <laughs> I const- mean, just constantly there. <laughs>
1: just in the barn. I mean, to be honest, there's not, the same there's, not a lot else,
2: there's not a lot else to do in a field. That's the trouble. You know? no. you're at the end of the day, you're either going to be eating or you're going to be mating. So, yeah. you know, and I, I know which one I'd rather be doing. Yeah. Preferably, well, what's, bo- preferably both. Yeah. But, you know, what's, what's at the same time. What's the term, though, time? when
0: you, you become deconditioned to hedonistic pursuits? No, no longer... Hedonistic? Mm. you have to... You've lost me there. You'll have to... I define, define do you, that do you think they get deconditioned to it and they're just like oh
1: god it's another thing to do yeah. oh no. They they, it. No, no, no no these animals
0: there they're full of testosterone
1: <laughs> they're
2: absolutely raging they uh you know they can't get enough of it. Like you know, Harry's had a, first-hand experience. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> get off me! Um, no, it's uh, they, they that's what they're born and bred to do. Well, it's, like it's
0: nice you're still doing it the old-fashioned way. they not one well, artificial the, insemination. The artificial insemination. It's no fun for anyone, is it? No,
2: I think I think it's um. Get the glove, Harry. There's pros and cons to it, both sides. But I think AI, which say artificial insemination, I think is actually more expensive. Um, hmm. you know, you're paying for that luxury to have that the prime ball semen in that. In that, in like a little strip that gets inserted yeah. in, and it's much have, more.
0: Have you have you watched videos of the whole process as well? They get the bull to like mount. You got a way too much. Time. I've, I've, like I've, a I've block seen. I've seen. I have, have seen, seen sort it? of
2: the milking process, so to speak. Yeah, you know, it's i'm uh, not not actually a bulls. I've actually been to my my, my mum works <laughs> at an agricultural college, and I went to their stud, and I got to see um, a, a a stat. You
1: animal porn is in, what you want. Like, essentially, what is did your mum do?
2: Oh, my mum wasn't. Hang on, hang on. Let's just backtrack. Let's, back, let's 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 structure this correctly. So, um, yeah, I was I was at one of the uh, studs, and I was just observing. And they 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 basically bring uh, one of the stallions in, and then to 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 get the semen from the the, the stallion.
1: Did you have your pads on or off? <laughs> they, <laughs> they get it. They, they
2: get it to mount a. It's, they call it like a. It's like a dummy or a so who, dummy who does horse it? or something. That's... Vet, fluffer. No, what it was call, it, it was the stu- it? stud hands. They they stud hand. Stud hand. Yeah. Right. They get they so they get into Mount. That, the, that's what he does. Yeah. Oh, but I I missed the critical bit. They actually bring a mare in to get him riled up. So God. there's a female horse that they bring in to sort of like coax him on, like get him like kind of all you know. Yeah. He's, he's frothing at the mouth basically. Yeah. So when he comes in, he uh, you know, he's 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 ready She's to do. Tease. The, he's ready to do the business. It is. He basically teases him and then he does his job. <laughs> and they, uh, you know. <laughs> that little effect. <thing>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just in case you didn't know what it sounded like. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> But that was interesting, yeah. Mm. So that 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 was one of the dramas we had this week um, with the with the bull going. And then the other thing we had was um, rest in peace, rest in peace, Diablo. Um, the next thing we had was uh, uh, all the uh, steer and heifer calves got weaned off from their mothers. So the uh, we had a fifty group, a fifty strong group of herd of cows suddenly looking for their little babies. So they're going around mooing and you know breaking fences crossing ditches they ended up on the sea wall is that a natural
1: thing or is that what made them separate
2: um well we we separated them so they were of an age where they were old enough to go off for oh okay um, off to market um they weren't actually going for meat they they were getting sold to another farmer who will then raise them for meat so well they're they're called store animals so Hmm. you you essentially someone else would buy them and store them and raise them for for meat but um so they got they got weaned off from their, their 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 mother's um which was it had to be it has to it had to be around that sort of time because the, the mothers are in calf and they're actually giving birth at the moment now so
1: oh right um,
2: so he wanted to get their their older siblings off of the... Uh, sorry their older um, calves off of them mm. so they um, obviously they when they started giving birth they they were um they, you know they could just deal with their their newborn calves and you don't want the other the the older calves nicking the milk and all that sort of thing yeah so, um, yeah, so so we, we had that happen, and then the calves, the, the cows were everywhere, breaking fences and all. Hoo ha! And I had a call at seven thirty in the morning, and I got to go chase a load of cows back down into the correct field and that sort of thing. So that was um, that created
0: a load of work. Hang on, why did the cows push the fence over? Because they were they were trying to look for their calves, so they were. Oh sorry. It was. I was I was, yeah. I was thinking you were separating. We I, was listening. Was I was thinking you separating fences. lambs, you separating oh, no. calves. Oh, calves. yeah. Sorry, yeah, I yeah. wasn't listening properly. Yeah, no, we haven't got like. <laughs> mutant... <laughs>
2: yeah. I think I blanked out for a M- second. Mutant lambs the... pushing over fences. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, Christ, really? how big are these sheep? But, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so we, we had to deal with that, and then uh, what else? What else happened? And then, uh, well, the calves are being born right now. So um, it's um, every morning as a, a newborn, and you know, wow, it's, that's awesome. You, you got to be you got to be pretty watchful and careful. You know, you can get a calf that gets stuck and that kind of thing. So. It's uh, yeah. It's pretty hand. It's hands on at this time of year, and it's um, yeah, being watchful and. So but how, I enjoy it. How, how do breeding seasons work with cattle then? It all depends on when when farmers want want to send stuff to market, and it, okay. it's all so
0: you like know. Spring lamb, is that just that just happens to be the farming cycle? They don't. They don't have to. Well, carve
2: them. A, a lot of lambs are born in spring because it's um, some of the conditions are starting to get better. You've come out of winter. You, you're going to have a flush of grass growth. You know, yeah. so you, you know it's a traditional time to have a baby animal so in how the long spring. Do they but but they obviously, have more... the lamb we're eating in spring mm-hmm. that that was born the following year.
0: Will cause... they have more lambs throughout the summer? Was it just the one? That, just no, the I, one I, I, most
2: use probably only have have um, one uh, one 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 lamb a year, or um, if they get they might have twins and they might have triplets. Depends on the yeah. usually. they won't
0: I, give birth in the spring and then get pregnant again, have another one in the summer.
2: No, no, it's not. The, the gestation period of a sheep's five months. Right. Um, so you know um, the sheep on our farm, the uh, the ram went in him um, April, and um, the. Uh, ewes are just about to give birth at the end of the month now, so we're um in, 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 in end of September. Right. Okay. So yeah. So it's, they're only going to have one, what, what one,
0: um,
2: sort of lamb so, session so, so this year. So you do it a
0: different way round to, so a lot of people would be impregnating them now through. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, to have them to have time them, have them
2: in spring. Yeah, but it doesn't okay. really matter. I mean, in upland areas, obviously, you don't want to be having lambs that really. Um, when you've got you know harsh winters and that sort of thing up on like the hills and that kind of thing, so you're always going to try and time it for for spring. Whereas um, in the lowlands, it doesn't matter quite so much, you know, where, we, where especially if you've got that shelter available and that sort of thing, you don't, you know, people don't. The weather's a lot more um, uh, the weather's a lot kinder. You can get away with having lambs at different times of the year. And it's all about a lot of big farmers. They, they don't want all their they don't want all their off all, all the calves and all the lambs to come all at once. It's all about mm-hmm. cash flow. So it's all about spreading. Mm-hmm. Mm. um you know you, you'll send a load off to market in november then you'll send a load off to market in april then you send a load of off to market in july it's all about you know you don't yeah. you don't you don't store everything up and then send it all off and get one big paycheck you know it's all about breaking it down having a yeah. cash flow come in you know um
0: so, so how does it work with cattle then how
2: they well they normally have two a year no cows again one a year, but it's uh and that the, the suckler herds that we've got on the on the on the, on the on the nature reserve they uh they have a cow they have a calf um once a year and so the ones that are calving at the moment will have that calf with them all the way through till till next year so they're usually about a year old when they get weaned off uh and then go on for to for store animals um to be fattened up for 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 market for, for um for meat mm, mm. interesting yeah there's, there's a lot to it when people when people look in a field and they think oh it's just a sheep in a field you know there's a lot there's so much that happens behind it and, and then the planning and the the kind of the, the sort of the, the strategic kind of side of, of farming as well you know um the business side of it there's there's a lot there's a lot behind it you know mm-hmm. i mean we're not as a wildlife trust we're not involved with that you know it's the, it's uh, we, we we have a grazier that pays to keep his animals there uh we we just check them and then he's the he's the kind of um the brains behind the outfit if you like he's the one that's doing all the the, the kind of um uh you know he's the one that's selling them and, and taking them to market and taking them to abattoirs and all, the, all this sort of thing is that
0: is that um barn out camera all,
2: all set up on a live feed um we, well we yeah we did have it set up on a live feed but we're still in the process of trying to get it to work again but that's that's been an interesting um it's been a learning curve for me because it's uh what we've you know been putting several I've never had to deal with fiber fiber cable before so it's uh yeah. uh basically been teaching myself how to how to um install fiber cable and and some of the basics of around the sort of the hardware and stuff so we
0: had to dig it into the ground to the workshop
2: yeah that's it yeah so we we we, we upgraded our Barnard camera to an HD security camera and then that has an ethernet cable which attaches into a a um a fiber optic cable, which is in an armoured sheath, and then that runs all the way down to our office where it then is converted again via Ethernet and a little converter into my computer, which then streams it out online. Um, but we've got a problem with the cable somewhere, the fiber cable has been kinked, I think. So we were, um, were still working on that, but I'd like to get it fixed before our AGM. So we've got the annual general meeting for the Wildlife Trust happening, Essex Wildlife Trust happening at the end of September. So um, I'd
0: like to try and get it fixed for that. Hmm. nice i forget when they nest
2: um so that well technically barn owls can actually lay they can lay at any time of the year um but they um they they probably won't um, be successful in winter but the the peak sort of breeding season they're usually laying in april um and they'll um then they'll fledge kind of um uh sort of august sort of time Um that's that's kind of the main sort of um it's it's it's, it's 10 weeks so it's uh um, from sort of laying to to um, to hatching, but they, they they don't lay all at the same time, or, they, or rather they don't incubate all at the same time. So they'll lay one egg, um, and then they'll be carrying on hunting, and they'll be out of the, the the nest and what sort of thing, and then they'll they'll come back and lay another one, and then once they've laid sort of between four to six eggs, they'll then sit on them and incubate them. Um, so that's why the reason barn owls all look chicks all look different sizes because they'll hatch out at different times. Mm. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Have you had any races recently?
2: No, I haven't. Really. I've been, been pretty busy because um, well, I'm, I've, uh, I've been pretty busy with my bees actually recently. So I'm a beekeeper. Um, I've only got two hives, but this is it's been this this is the kind of time of year where it starts getting busy for beekeepers because you're thinking about um, taking your honey off and extracting it, uh, and then you're thinking your winter preparations. How are you going to? You because know, m- most beekeepers feed their bees if they've taken honey off them going into the winter, uh, and then um, it's. Uh, uh, it's then it's it's how you're going to keep them insulated
0: as well. You think so you will uh, actually have a surplus this year be able to harvest some oh, honey? Oh,
2: well, I have, yeah, I've harvested, yeah. So I've had 10 litres of honey off my bees so far. 10 so. litres? Yeah, oh, so I've, nice. yeah, I've probably... So I, was,
0: I was starting to get the impression it was not a... It seemed like a labour of love. Like a lot of well, work is. goes into it for what is. you get. Yeah,
2: there, there is a lot of work that goes into it, but um, I think I finally cracked. I mean, this is my second year of keeping bees, and I've, I've cracked it this year. And uh, I've had two strong colonies, um, and they've they've had they've been a queens that are laying very well and have produced a lot of workers. And the colonies have grown to a good size.
0: Were, were, were either of the queens from your original? No, they weren't. Stock? They you weren't. Got...
2: They weren't. Unfortunately, I had to restock both both colonies this year from new swarms because uh, the. A beast from the east wiped out both my colonies last year so um oh, right. they were the, they weren't strong colonies going into the winter yeah one was really um, I one was, one was really, really strong, strong. One and one was like, okay. one was a bit weak but you didn't, um, didn't
0: manage to get any surplus honey did
2: you no i didn't get any honey they they were both swarms as well in that year and i just don't think they were they weren't prime swarms and they uh, i got them late on in the season as well so i they were swarms that were kind of end of June sort of well uh, mid June sort of time, which is quite late in the in the season for swarms.
0: Mm-hmm. Um so people say they have their personalities, don't they? Swarms like well some will be chilled but, out, but bees be a are
2: comm- sort of um domestic well bees have, have been slightly domesticated in a sense in terms of they've been you've got different you've got different strains of bees, so it's no different to like livestock or like, like sheep breeds or, or cat, cattle breeds. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get um, one of the classic ones in the UK is the, is the buckfast bee. So that's a, that was kind of, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a strain of bee or a breed of bee, if you like, that's been bred um, by, you know, it's a, it's Buckfastly um, down, in, down in Devon by, you know, monks. So it's a, uh, yeah, I was going
0: to say are they all pissed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. On like,
0: Buckfast buck,
2: buckfast wine. Yeah. <laughs> Fortified wine. There's another story there, a Glaswegian story, but that's for another day. Yeah, um, so they, uh, yeah. So you've got these different strains of bees, and you can get some bees, some some bee colonies are really friendly, and they're not friendly in the sense that they come out and shake your hand and like, yeah, go on, help yourself, mate. You know, not that sort of friendly. But they're they're, the smoker? they're much more. Yeah, I've got a smoker. Yeah, but they're much more kind of docile. They don't. When you open the hive up, they're not straight at you trying to sting you. You know, they're they're kind of um, you know they're uh, they're just easier to handle. Um, whereas some colonies you you know you can open them up and they are straight at you you know they are they'll be bouncing off your, your your um your bee visor and that sort of thing and um they're a lot more difficult to deal with and it makes makes any job in the hive you know like inspections looking for the queen treat treating a hive or something like that just makes anything like that a lot more difficult mm. Mm. Yeah, interesting yeah uh, any any other
1: ventures that you're thinking of pursuing
2: well, because I because cra- I feel like I have cracked the beekeeping this year. Um, it, it, it's a great hobby. You know, I'm a little bit like Fantastic Mr. Toad. I, you know, as soon as I've as soon as I've completed or done one thing, I, f- I feel like I'm on to the next thing. Um, but uh, yeah, the beekeeping has, has got me hooked. I really enjoy it. So it's, I'm definitely going to continue doing it next year, uh, and um, it's just making sure I can get the bees through the winter. But um, I love the idea. I love producing my own things. You know, I've got my own little veg patch where we just produced a, a few veggies for the garden thing. things. So this year we've had fennel and chard and beetroot and uh, green beans. And that's just, it's just been really satisfying. And we've got like a fig tree in the garden and a walnut oh, tree. Nice. And it's lovely just just collecting your own things. I really want to do some more growing next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not, by no means, we're not, you know, um, self-sustainable in any way. You know, it's it's just nice to supplement shop-bought things with a few things to grow yourself.
0: Earlier you were were saying um, you were going to get some lambs.
2: Yeah well that's that's what I was going to come on to yeah I, I love producing uh, my own things so the honey has been great you know actually having an animal that's produced something uh, and also it's it's been quite nice because of the conservation side of things you know wild honeybees aren't doing our apis mellifera which is the, the latin name for honeybee european honeybee they're not doing that well so it's nice to actually be looking after something and you know providing a home for it as well as getting a pro- product out of it some produce out of it so I mean that that kind of led me down the route of going um and I, I've always liked the kind of the, the sort of the, the the um the farming side of things and you know working for a year on a on a um on the nature reserve with sheep and cattle has just really kind of cemented it for me that I really want to, I'd love to get my own some of my own um, yeah. animals so I've been looking at getting um, um some of my own sheep so uh but I, I wanted to get something that was a bit interesting, a bit different, um, something that was not sort of the commercial run of the mill. And there's a lot of rare breeds out there. There's other breeds that are, you know, um, on the brink of disappearing in terms of sheep. Uh, and um, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's important that we don't lose these breeds because of the, the genetic diversity. You know, we don't want to end up where we're in a situation where we've only got like three, a handful of sheep breeds. You know, and we've lost all that genetic diversity. You know, a lot of the wild um, sheep. Um, that these thing, that these um, breeds would have would have um, derived from they no longer exist so their genes have been are now only present in some of these rarer breeds mm. and uh, it's inc- yeah, genetic diversity is incredibly important and that's why I'd like to keep a rare breed of sheep and um, you know try and you know it's um, and, and try and you know extend the lineage you know and, and improve the genetic diversity of a breed so well the one I've chosen or one I'm going for is a uh, Castle Milk Moritz which are Quite an unusual breed. They're a cross of three different sheep breeds. So they've got Manx Lothian in them, which is a breed of sheep off the Isle of Wight. Uh, sorry, Isle of Man. And then they've um, uh, also got um, Shetland in them, uh, which is obviously a, a small sheep breed from the uh, Shetland Islands up in uh, um, Scotland. And then you've um, also got um wild mouflon in them and this is the bit that really intrigues me because the wild mouflon is a is a it, it's like a it is a wild sheep breed if you like you know you'd get these up on the in sort of alpine areas and you know they uh you know the ones with the big curly horns really muscular looking animals especially the rams mm. you know they're the ones that you know go headlong into each other bang you know fighting and uh so it was um but the uh, the, the castle milk moritz have got all three of these um breeds in them and they were bred by um, a chap who, who owned the Castle Milk estate in, um, in Scotland and uh, he uh, basically um, uh, he basically bred this sheep to look good in his estate grounds um, but so they're, they're quite a um neat looking sheep they're quite they're, they're sort of a medium sized kind of uh and they they've got short tails as well so they're um they they keep themselves quite clean they're easy to look after they they lamb easily and um they're just an interesting breed and they they look nice so that's um that's what i've decided to go with
0: mm-hmm. yeah are you thinking in terms of uh, culinary um, oh yeah definitely yeah there's
2: um yeah. so the only reason the, the reason breeds go extinct because there's no demand for them there's no you know um Breeds have arisen out of a need for either milk or wool or something like, or milk, wool, or or meat. And if that need no longer arises, we tend to forget about that breed and it gets left in the wayside. And the next commercial breed comes through and you know takes over. So um, what you know, it's uh, what I'd like to do is set up a local community meat box where um, people can they can buy purchase half a lamb, and um I will then um deliver that locally um or if it's further afield um may consider some sort of um uh, delivery service but it's uh yeah I, I like the idea of producing something that's um a little bit different uh, it's had a little bit it's a lot more love that's gone into it it'll be extens- extensively produced so it means there won't be hundreds of sheep in a in a field you know they've got their own nice bit of space and they'll probably be um, a little bit older as well than an average lamb i'm considering them not even selling them as lamb i'll sell them as something that's called hogget now hoggett is older than lamb it's uh lamb is anything under 12 months and i will sell them either between 12 to, to, to 18 months so they're a little bit older um which means they've had that little bit chance to live uh have had a bit of better quality of life and um i, I believe there's more flavor in hoggett as well it's an animal that's lived longer it's had a chance for to put down a bit of fat and it's a chance for a bit of marbling as well in the meat and um the hoggett that i've tried i've preferred to to lamb actually so that's something i'd like to um that that that's 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 the goal with the end product of the of the animal. You
0: should definitely um film different stages of the process I think that'd be interesting.
2: Yeah, from... it could be yeah, it'd be interesting. I I'd love to have a little film of them arriving at my first, you know, um I'm renting a little piece of land at the moment and uh I'd love to film them arriving there and you know the start of the this venture, you know, it'd be be quite good. Mm,
0: definitely. It's um yeah, it's just I think it's great just to have that that sense of connection to where your food's come from. Which oh, is something yeah. we've always yeah. been both passionate about.
2: Yeah, well, when you think about it, when you go in the shop, you buy, you buy a piece of beef or, or a piece of lamb, you don't know very, very, very often the only thing it's got on it is maybe the origin. So it might say UK produced. You don't know how old that lamb was or, or if, it, if it is lamb. You don't know the breed of animal it was. You don't know the age of it you don't know what it was grazing on what habitat was it from lowlands was it um highlands was it sort of estuary coastal you you don't you don't know any of the story behind that animal you don't know who looked after it you don't know the welfare you don't know any of the medication side of things we're so sort of used to just eating some sort of uh, you know uh, uh plastic wrapped kind of uh a piece of meat that we're so we're so we're so far removed from the actual kind of the the, the process and the and the actual um the kind of the work that's gone into something. Yeah. Um and that's it's something I'm so disconnected. I, we're very disconnected and it's something I'd like to kind of um uh sort of change a little bit. But that that's one of the other the ideas behind the um the meat box as well is that anyone who actually purchases um the lamb, what I want to offer to them is uh, that they can actually I will run these days where people can come down and actually see the animals see what we do um, i'll bring up I'll, I'll bring a few animals up into a corral that people can have a look at and see and it gives me an opportunity to talk about the animal and talk about the food and um, talk about their role as well because the piece of land that i'm actually renting um the uh, the sheep will be providing a conservation um purpose as well so we'll actually be conservation grazing with the sheep so um conservation grazing is where you use an animal to to maintain a habitat in a certain way um so the idea is with the 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 piece of land that I'll be grazing, um, the sheep will be keeping the the sward short for um, for wading wading birds and and uh, and uh, um, sort of wintering um, birds that visit the, the these coastal areas, and then they use our these coastal grasslands for um, feeding on. So that's one of the other aspects of the of, of owning the livestock as well that they've actually has actually a conservation benefit to them as well. And this is something I'd like to talk to people about to people as well. And um, uh, you know it's uh, it's uh, how we can use animals for. Uh, to our benefit in terms of not just meat but also in an environmental way as well. Mm,
0: absolutely. Mm. I was um I was looking forward to you getting pigs. What happened to that?
2: Well, yeah, p- pigs are a lot of work, and also the um, the piece of ground I'm renting. I don't think they'd be too happy on the, because uh, obviously yeah. p- pigs turn everything over. They they're like an absolute plow. They just yeah. go through everything. And as endearing as they are, a suggestion, No, no, no. And also the the other thing I've looked at with pigs is um, they require a lot more input, so I'd have to actually feed pigs as well. Um, so there'll be a lot more. Um, Whereas if I've got them on grass and I've got enough grass for for the sheep, I don't have to be buying surplus food. Um, yeah. That's the idea, anyway. Um,
0: yeah, Do you reckon that'd let you have a have a uh, beef steer in the in the long run.
2: Well, you never know. Sheep are very easy. Sheep I can manage. You know, I can go out in a field, and if there's if there's something wrong with the sheep, I can run it up with a quad bike or even catch it by hand in a in a, in a pen, and I can um, you know you can deal with it there and then. Usually. Um, Cattle, are you know, because they're a lot bigger, there's a lot more involved with them. So, and you you have to legally have a cattle crush um, if you keep them um, cows on your land. So, you've got to have a way of being able to handle them. Uh, and then, you know, there's um, it's just a, a bigger animal, and there's, there's more work involved. In some ways, they are easier. Um, cows, they, they they can live a lot longer, and they uh, they don't have quite so many problems sometimes as, as sheep. But um actually, this year we found it's been the opposite. We've had. Um, because of the very dry um, season we've had on the on the on the um, on the grazing marsh um, uh, on the reserve, we've found that actually a lot of uh, the grass seed has dried out, and it's been getting in the cows' eyes. So we've had a lot of issues with eyes um, um, with the cattle, whereas the sheep have actually been been fine. Hmm.
0: Um, so it's often sheep because well, sheep are, are mountain animals, really, aren't yeah, they? isn't that why they get so many foot problems? That's, that, that is one of the issues with sheep. Field? Yeah,
2: a lot, especially um, some of the some of the lowland breeds of sheep um they're very they're so far removed from their original ancestor um you know these are they're, they're squat animals they can't run very quick they're 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 they're, sort of, they're, they're pretty fat most of them and they're uh, you know they're pushing out lambs that are probably too big for the size of the animal as well the size of the mother um the ewe um so there's all these I and mean, this has all been created through through you know um humans breeding these animals for hundreds of years um so it's, um, you know, they're very far removed from their from their, their wild ancestors. You know, their wild ancestors would have been, like you said, they would have been in upland areas, maybe alpine. Um, they would have been on rocky ground where they're constantly wearing their feet down. And uh, sheep hate water. If you ever get sheep near water, they never want to run through it. They always want to, they, 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 they'll, they'll sort of, um, they'll titter around it and jump over it. And they, they, I suppose they, as well,
0: if, they, if there's soft mud in the river, they, they haven't got... They haven't got big wide feet, have they? To, no, they they're just gonna, yeah. Just they get gonna they get through, well,
2: they get stuck. They get, they get stuck very easily. Sheep and uh, especially the, the domestic, the the sort of lone domestic breeds do, and um, yeah, and they just get they get issues like foot rot and that sort of thing all the time. And um, one of the issues we have is that their feet grow all the time. They're you know they're meant to be worn down on rock. Um, mm. You know when when, um, when when man's been breeding sheep, the things they've been looking for is is the amount of meat on them, the amount of wool on them, and if they produce milk in some in um, some cases, and um, you know, one of the things that hasn't been bred out of sheep is the fact that their feet just grow and grow and grow um, because it's you know it's not not it's not been seen as it's not a commercial side to you know sheep's feet. So um, they uh, yeah one of one of the issues with them is that they're, they get these massive long grown what you call it the claw um, on on a sheep's foot and it just gets it gets really really large and uh, you have to trim these back. And if, if they sort of start growing over, they can get muck and dirt trapped in that, and then that gets infected, and then you've got to trim it back, and then you've got to use some, um, an antiseptic, sort of antifungal sort of spray, and all these sorts of things. So it's, um, yeah, the, the, the sheep don't come without their um, challenges. Uh,
0: hmm. Whereas the cattle would have come from, originally bred from wild oryx, wouldn't they? And they, they were more Yeah, more forest yeah species, that
2: would have a, Well, that's uh, a bit of a misconception there. Some of the reading I've done recently is um, the... Uh, you know, we wouldn't have had, you know, we, people talk about the, the the historic habitats of the UK being, um, uh, being you know, something like a squirrel would have been able to run from Land's End to John Groats and not touch the floor. But I think um, in reality, it probably would have been a more of a sort of wood scrub kind of um, uh, kind of habitat, you know, similar to what you see in Africa with the, you know, of, um, the kind of the sort of the spiny areas of bush and then open areas of grass. And it would have been a mix of these habitats and a lot
0: more wetland as well.
2: Yeah, we've we have, we have man has dried, dried out a lot of a lot of our wetlands. Um, we, we've dried a lot of our marshy areas. We've we've um, canalised a lot of our rivers, and we don't have the sort of levels of salt marsh that we would have had, um, uh, sort of historically. Um, so we've lost a lot of those wetland habitats. Uh, you know, the reserve I work on, Blue House Farm, it's it's a grazing marsh. It's a completely artificial, man-made habitat that's behind a seawall, You know, it's most of it's below sea level. It would have historically been salt marsh. Um, and it was um you know closed off from the sea to improve it for
0: agriculture and for, for, for grazing and for, for arable crops. Yeah. So you have to sort of um be cautious using the word the word natural, isn't it? Oh isn't
2: it (laughs) yeah yeah well people people talk about wilderness as well and that's that's a bugbear of mine as well wilderness is something that's um i i in my mind in sort of the definition of wilderness is something that's not been touched by man you know it's something that's uh it's uh it's it's naturally occurred and and evolved into that habitat and very few of those exist in the world at all you know man has touched so many parts of of the globe there's there's very few kind of pristine habitats left Mm. um yeah, I mean, I like to talk about things being wild. I mean, certainly um, the nature reserve at Blue House Farm—it it is definitely wild. At some mm. some times of the year, there, you know, especially in the winter, when I mean, you've got the brink geese flying over, and it's you've got a, massive myriads of waders, and and you know, and um, murmurations of um, uh, of um, winter overwintering birds—it's it's it's, in, it's incredible. It's, it, it is wild, and it is a functioning—it's mm. a functioning ecosystem and and um, you know, um, good quality habitats, but it's. Uh, yeah it's 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 definitely not a wilderness but it is a wild place
0: yeah it's like we had that had that conversation about ponds didn't we now you know a pond is great for wildlife but it it, it almost always needs to be man-made at, at this stage but there yeah. would have been a time unless it's sort of mm. you know so thousands of years ago when the um there was a lot more wetland where yeah pond, ponds would have occurred more naturally, yeah. but now they tend to be dug, and then if you leave them to their own devices, they'll eventually.
2: Yeah, and unless unless that water in. body is of a certain size and a certain depth, and a certain substrate on the bottom, it's um it's always going to want to succeed. You know, you'll get things like um, common reed and bulrushes and what they call emergent vegetation as it's growing out of the water. This this eventually dries the pond out. Mm-hmm. um and then uh, yeah and then it will then it, then it would succeed into maybe grassland or um then then scrub uh, and that, that sort of thing so um you have to have something that's keeping it open that's keeping it wet um yeah.
0: but then you wouldn't you wouldn't call it even though it's been dug by humans you wouldn't call it you wouldn't not call it natural necessarily it's sort of it's become a it's become a habitat that's reliant on human intervention so to-
2: yeah yeah it, 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 it depends on the situation because you will get some ponds that will stay naturally open just because of the way you know way certain animals use them and that sort of thing and um uh, the, the nature of the, the, the sort of the the land you know if it if it remains wet enough uh you know you, you might get it might get swamped by reeds um, or something like that but it would still stay wet it would still be a sort of a wetland habitat but uh, you're right yeah if um so, some certainly small ponds. Small small ponds are very susceptible to it, um, with the yeah influx of vegetation and then and then then growing going and becoming dry. Yeah, so it is they they do need that intervention and that management um, uh, at times to 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 keep them uh, to, to prevent them from from succeeding into a different habitat. Mm. we've been, mm.
1: been going
0: well, for either.
1: I didn't look. What we've been hitting on scented. forty-two minutes.
2: Forty-two minutes. Been been time flies there. when you're having fun. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I feel like I've done it. Yeah, I feel
1: Cops, like lambs, pigs, yeah. bees it's yeah. all happening. It's all happening.
2: Yeah.
0: All happening. Mm. Oh. I've been um my my current experiment, I've been getting up uh still getting up early at the weekend. I read that the uh it takes two to three weeks for your body to actually adapt to a new um time regime. Yeah, for your body clock to actually change. Oh right. So I thought so. If you get up early a week and then get up really late at the weekends, your body doesn't doesn't 3 in switch gears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> mm. been pushing on with that. So I'll update you next time if mm. that's actually worked. Well, Whether I've I'm yeah, just really i mean, tired. I guess cuz I've been working a few weekends
2: now. I find I've I've have, I have been getting up about 7:30 at the weekends anyway and you, I yeah. Uh, yeah, you find you you'll
1: actually
0: in. just naturally do that now rather than
1: yeah, dra- dragging your ass out I, of yeah, bed. Yeah. it doesn't bother me. T-
2: yeah, doesn't How seem to so you bad. in the
0: mornings. You not you're not a morning person. I'm not you? a morning not person. Horrible, I'm you? not. I'm
2: not too bad. I think it depends on what I've got to do. To be honest, I think it. I think a big thing of it's psychological. I've got so many projects and things I'm doing at the moment, and the, the little things that I need to get done, and both with with work and sort of um, hobbies and things in my own time. That I kind of I always I have such a
0: drive. You know, when I wake up, and I'm like, usually it's like clockwork and just bang, and just get yeah, straight out of de- bed. It definitely makes a difference. But I think people are naturally morning people. Like up and go. Yeah, they can't. Mm. I think I think some people just well like myself just aren't just feel rough in the mornings. Yeah, it's hard to. I, I've got, I, I think that's I, feel I think I've that's got... probably genetic. I'm sure. Yeah, but it's hard to get across to someone who mm. who is a morning person. Well, it's they're not like, like oh just 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 yeah. you know it's just psychological and just you like, and really you really kind of anything. go no it's not.
1: Are you a get up and go person? Because I remember living in London, I had roommates that I were they were like yeah I'm just gonna wake up in the morning every morning they go running. I'm like I could not wake up in the morning and go for a run. I like slow burning it. Mm. If I've got to go to work, I'll do that. But if I'm, um, if I do wake up at like six or something naturally, I'll I'll just be like, yeah, chill for an hour, at least an hour and a half before I even think about doing something well, the, active.
0: Yeah. Well, the other the other way I know as well. It, the the way I'm eating now, um, on a ketogenic diet, running mainly on fats, that I I'm much better in the mornings. All oh, right. And I, I need a, i I don't need quite as much sleep. Yeah um and I'll, I'll get up and i've got sort of a morning routine i do now and mm. i'll I'll just have black coffee with a bit of coconut oil and i won't eat until midday whereas i could never have done that before in yeah. a million years mm. so there definitely, well, there I, definitely I, are factors that I, influence how you feel i find
2: seasonal as well so if i in in, in the summertime and, sp- and yeah. spring when when it's warmer I, I wake up so much quicker so much easier um you know it's not it's not it doesn't i think it's because i don't want to waste the day it's uh um and that's that's much more of an incentive to get up but in the wintertime, time if it's cold it's, and it's miserable it's still dark outside yeah getting up in my, the dark my, is, my, is rough my body it? says no it's just you know i think we 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 we're, we're wired to you know before we had lighting and before we had you know things like central heating and all this kind of thing we would have we were, our bodies would have been a lot more in tune with um mm uh with with the sort of the the light hours in the day so you would have you would have gone to work in a, in the fields or you know you would have been a hunter gatherer and you would have you would have worked you know you would have um been outside till it was um till it was dark and then and then you would have gone gotten either you know gone to sleep or you would have um you know sat around a fire maybe and then yeah. fallen asleep around there you know I mean, maybe was... that's a
0: lot of what but if people have their mood is not as good perhaps in the winter maybe that's just a natural Natural also, reactions just keep you, keep you, use less energy, stay in the house, chill out. How yeah. comfortable
1: is your mm. bed? Because since mm. I've had the, my new bed. You don't want to do get out of bed. I do not want to get out of bed. But my old bed is like, yep, get up, mm. go.
2: No, my, 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 my bed's really comfortable, but it, it also helps having um having a girlfriend that's kicking you out of bed as well, because uh, she wakes up like yep. a like, like clockwork.
0: Th- I have to do a three stage um exercise to get out of bed. Well, I have an alarm that goes off 15 minutes early, and then I down a pint of water. On the bedside cabinet because I'm normally dehydrated from the sleep. Sounds extreme. And then it, and then it, uh, and then the proper alarm goes off 50 minutes later. I Switch that off. But then another alarm at exactly the same time goes off at the opposite side of the room. It sounds horrible. So it I sounds ha- like so some I, sort of So torture. I have to. It is. So I have to get out of bed to turn it off. I hate that. That's like
2: the worst. I cannot.
0: Otherwise, I'd just, I'd snooze it. St- like eight times. That's what I do, or, or just fall yeah. back asleep and I, I, get up two hours later.
2: I, I snooze it probably three or four times, but every each time but I snooze he, it,
0: I'm more awake. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not though. Yeah, eventually, just, I get there. Yeah, I'm. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. You're know, no, I know it's, it's just I, the my, morning. My, my will snooze always is only my snooze is only like me, five I minutes.
2: Uh, so as soon as it, you know, like 20, I can't fall asleep in five minutes. I've, so I've had yeah twenty minutes. I'll be snoring again. My
1: um, I've actually got three things, but it's like the first one is like yeah, it's about you're about to wake up. And then when my second alarm goes off, I get up, I have a shower, and then while I'm having a shower, the third one will come up. And it like, just reminds me, oh, it's like nine o'clock.
2: I mean, so you've got mm. an alarm go off when you're now when you're awake. Awake, well, yeah. To remind you, this is to remind you, to you remind you're awake. at the time. I'm like, right, it's
1: <laughs> no, nine right. o'clock. I'm yeah. in the shower. But that's that's organised.
0: That's very organised. Well, I've um, part of yeah, where I decided not to eat until lunch. Uh, that hour I'd normally spent cooking food in the morning. sort of a lot of what I missed was just the morning ritual of cooking yeah it was I didn't really know what so I've sort of slowly replaced it with a really elaborate morning morning ritual to sort of Mm. get me get me feeling sort of awake a bit quicker yeah which consists I get up and then I go straight and meditate for 20 minutes and then I do a sort of 10-minute guided meditation with some sort of breathing exercises and then I do a, a five-minute yoga morning yoga video just to get the blood blood flowing, stretch out a little bit.
2: Are you wearing a poncho whilst you do this? That so looks like you're from the seventies. Mm, no, 70s, I'm, or? I'm. butt naked. You're butt naked.
0: Butt naked.
2: That's just how I pictured you.
0: Just <laughs> just socks pulled up. Oh god. Uh, and then I. There's and, not, sand, there's, not sandal, I,
2: there's not sandals involved these socks, is there?
0: And then I, I get in the shower with a with a podcast on and have a do a three minutes under a cold shower. Cold immersion therapy, and Christ. then I but it sounds like a brutal wake up. I'm not being, it, you know, it I, it is, but it's one of those things. I've I've kind of accepted I will always feel terrible in the morning, oh, right. so I might as well I might as well just attack it. See, I don't feel terrible. the way you I've describe it, you sound like you feel like you. It's almost
2: like, I mean, I'm picturing like how I would have a hangover if I woke up. Yeah, you know, that's how I feel every that's, morning.
0: That's awful every morning. Nice, but There's but but Is
1: if you always have that? Yeah. yeah, I have the I have this. That insane. Yeah,
2: because I, I when I wake up, I have this lovely warm kind of fuddly cozy feeling. I, you know, it's no, like, I, I'm I, like I feel like I've been you know, drugged Harry in the I, night. In the
1: Disney World.
0: I lay. I feel I feel I feel like I, feel like I was. tweeting I, feel like I was um, systematically gang raped yes, during the night. Not lost. <laughs> I'm just I knew nothing. I was knew nothing about it. Really? Yeah. God. it's not good. Never, but like I say, the diet, well, the way I'm eating at the moment, I feel much less yeah. bad. It's it interesting. A lot it's amazing
2: how people's like metabolisms and their you know. Their physiology, how they actually, how how they can experience waking up in such different ways.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: But yeah, there we are. Yeah, I've, I Maybe found like, still, I've well, started well, drinking coffee again now. Have um, you? Yeah, I, uh, I managed to stay off caffeine for several months, but. uh one, I really enjoy coffee, absolutely love it, mm. proper, proper coffee, I'm a bit of a snob, I can't stand instant yeah, coffee. Really. I, I, I keep quitting, um, but we've got, we got a coffee machine.
0: Yeah, I do have a coffee it's machine, just, it's, it's just, just too there.
2: good. Edan's just poured me an instant coffee, which I, uh, you know. Yeah, you have a I've coffee a pro-
1: machine. I've got a proper coffee machine. Why have, oh, you, why have you never made me a proper coffee? Don't, you don't deserve it. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh
0: is, there a, is there a worse insult? Oh.
1: Nah, I'll make you a nice one. Oh, excellent! Awesome. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll self-made milk. I'll expect that self-made. from now on. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, yeah. like, when you're at school for like the last seven years, you know when it was back there, I used to go to bed at like one in the morning, wake up at six. Fine for five, six years. Your
2: metabolism's the quicker. Really? It's, it's it's faster when you're younger, isn't it? It's. I mean, you think back to when I think back to when we were kind of um, six or seven, and you'd be you'd, I'd be up at like kind of crack of dawn six o'clock in the morning at of weekends just to go and watch cartoons you know oh, like, i would New- be like morning, Newton Ninja Turtles is on I am down there you know Pokemon oh I couldn't get enough of it you know uh, what else did we used to watch um, there was this there was this thing called Up on the Roof it was great you know just be especially specter you-
1: Gadget yeah, yeah
2: Nickelodeon Nickelodeon you're slightly younger than me, though, so you might have had a different suite of. Uh... I'm,
1: I'm, I'm like two years younger than you.
2: Yeah, but they, the, the cartoons <laughs> changed rapidly. Yeah, not know, like They, the they moved on. Like, I I loved Newt Ninja Turtles. I thought that was great. That yeah. was One of the best things. I wanted to be like Raphael. Like,
1: I think he was a bad boy. I do like I, I do like the idea. That I like, you know, we got a big shed out of the bag Yeah. And it was raining the other day. I just had to get something, but I just st- stood in the shed. and I was like, I love I love those white noises, like raining sounds. Some shit like mm. I'd, I'd want a house with a glass roof just so I can hear all this stuff. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's be amazing. I'm well, like, something... surely you get that experience, living where you are, so far yeah, away there's from something traffic. Very... Well,
2: I love. Sometimes I just step outside at night with a cup of tea or something like that,
0: or a, or if I've got a beer or something, I and, I just, and... and I just, li- I literally just listen and just like mm. to enjoy, you know. Um... It's, it's so important to, yeah, I've sort of those moments recently. Some, some, that... some, but sometimes you, ever, you get sort of so wrapped up in your own head, thinking about yeah. like what you got to do and what you got. Mm. Sometimes you just gotta stop and breathe enjoy, and just go. I'm I'm in a beautiful place right now. Yeah. I did that the other mm. day, just stood next to the pond. And I was mm. like, I'm just gonna sit down for ten minutes and just, yeah. just watch the ducks going past. Mm. And I was like, wow, I don't do this enough. Yeah. That's and that's why Yeah. Like, I'll think, go through periods of not meditating and yeah. then when I do it again regularly, it makes such makes mm. such a difference. Reminds you reminds you to just be present every so often
2: i think meditation can come in many forms as well it doesn't Mm. just have to be because i'm I'm picturing your meditation is quite sedentary and it's about focusing the mind and finding a a calm place and you know Mm. gathering your thoughts and that sort of thing but um i I find meditation for me comes in sort of the form of uh you know physical exertion and that sort of thing Um, and also um but it but in a place that i enjoy as well so um, the scenery is very important for me so just just looking and taking in a nice and I see a nice sort of view. That mm. to, to me, that is. Well, I think you know, but yeah. be, but on my own and in quiet. That that to me, that's like the pit of, that's my meditation. Yeah, that's, I think
0: really, med- yeah, meditation. It's almost any time you're in flow state. is yeah. meditation mm. when you're you, you're just you're in the present moment. Yeah, without yeah past or future. But the way of do, yeah, just the beauty of doing it with the breath is you you always have access to it, mm. and it's a good way yeah. of training. You'll you'll, if you're not in all of a sudden you'll notice oh I wasn't in the present moment there just bring it back to the breath is a very measurable place to bring it back to but yeah like running is definitely meditative like Mm. I'll I'll do a five k run once a week Mm. and I'll actually I'll do that more for my mind than than my body I I find running is it's
2: brilliant for clearing the mind absolutely because because you you can't be thinking about loads of different things all the time I find it actually it you know it's uplifting I'm 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 kind of. It's it, It's not. It's not like my brain's not thinking, but it's not. It's only thinking about very few minute little things, and it's
0: focused, and it's just. Mm. You know, it gets rid of the fuzz. There's something about running. Yeah, it doesn't matter what's going on in life. You just go yeah. for a long run, and you get yeah. back, and you're like, oh, life it's, is a little bit right better. Now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's um. Yeah. It's like the way I imagine it. Well, the way I feel is is, is when I, if you're working on. So say so I'm sitting on my computer or my desk and I'm working on something, at the back of my mind I've got something niggling about, you know, I've got to get out there and, okay, I've got to do an oil change on the quad bike or something like that. You know, you're, you're actually, again, I'm not, I'm not in the present, I'm, I'm working but I'm thinking about the next thing and I'm, I've got these, this stack and build up of, of things that I've got to sort out in my life. And uh, doing something like running or, or meditation I think definitely helps it's pressing the reset and it's getting rid of those that, that layering effect in your brain and you're just down to the bare basics and you know it makes it, make, it makes life more simple and just makes you feel better
0: yeah I think it's very important for me yeah when I I, I need to meditate and have some sort of physical activity yeah otherwise yeah, yeah. you'd go stir crazy yeah exactly a, yeah I need that yeah bringing back to the the present mm. and the endorphins from from a yeah a hard training session yeah i
2: definitely like definitely get a lot of indoor friends from running that's uh, one of the things you know you just i, I can just feel it. i mean i can feel i can feel absolutely horrible before i go for a run mm. i can feel horrible pretty much three quarters of the way through it but mm. i guarantee the, the last quarter of a run i usually feel great like mm. you know She's just, like, you, and it you,
1: coming up it's just finishing well, yes, it's, it's like, some, of that, some of that. Some, some,
2: some of that is yeah. I, I've done a good workout. I'm coming towards the end. I'm feeling good. And then when you finish, you know, and I'm like, I will stretch or something. I feel great. Uh, you know, I feel great afterwards. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, that was
0: good. Yeah. You know, I've, especially if it's out in nature as well. A nice trail run. And- yeah. Mm. yeah running along as a sunset yeah, complete, it's, completely it's, naked I think mean, yeah. it's very mm. it's, it's very yeah completely naked <laughs> in, front in front of that sheep very... I was going to say it's a very primal state but yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. taking it to the next something. I want to get some barefoot well, shoes well some, something I've actually
2: started doing is um I don't do it all the time but occasionally I actually um I've uh I, when I wonder if I go if I'm if I'm going after the sheep or going to check the cows or something like that I uh I do it on foot I t- put my running gear on and I run round. so it's uh it's kind of like the running shepherd it, it, and yeah, it feels, it cool. feels great. And it's, but it's running with a purpose. Mm. And, uh, there's something that it's like, there's something quite, um, you know, if, if sheep get out somewhere, they're in the wrong field or something like that. And I got to put them back in another thing and I'm running around kind of, and you, you kind of, you're focused on the, the job in hand and the, the physical exertion becomes sort of you know, a lot easier. And, uh, you know, you'll be up and down onto the seawall and jumping across ditches and jumping over fences and gates and that sort of thing. And, and it's, uh, you know you you're achieving something like still with
0: the, with the bare feet me
1: no
2: not with okay. bare feet, no no this is uh yeah, yeah. no with trainers so on, but it's still something it feels and it, it's something about chasing an animal as well it's uh you know it's uh, I'm not chasing them so they're distressed you know I'm just moving them around but yeah. it's there's something quite primitive
0: and Absolute, uh, primeval about yeah. that i used to I used to really love running with um running with the dogs, yeah like Darcy and her brother Murphy I used to do that all the time It's such a shame now because I can't um now we have got Bieber. She every time she's she comes deep, across a hair, she, oh, just she just takes off. So I oh, can't go. Right. Such a shame I can't go running with her. Yeah, that was kind of our our fault. We didn't. We should have taken her to gun dog training yeah. early on. Yeah, because as a breed, they've got such a high prey, prey drive. They just want to chase yeah, things we all the time. Didn't, I don't think. Yeah, and the fact she's caught things. Yeah. before and she 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 does catch things. She sort yeah. of got it's a. But she's it might a, it might still be possible to sort bit, of snap her out of probably it. Probably a, a bit too liberal in her early early training. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well. We, and also, we would never had a dog with sort of prey drive like that before, yeah. so we yeah. didn't. We didn't yeah, sort of quite know how, how to a dog like deal with hunt it. Hunt
1: down a rabbit until yeah. I met beaver.
0: Yeah. Do you
2: think there's any? She, do you think there's really any hope in in being able to train her this late in life? Do you think the right? Yeah, if, if the right person she, got hold of her, she's. And, you know, she's pretty. Put some work in.
0: Yeah. Oh, she's actually really good. She's 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 really well behaved and she rarely she rarely does it. Yeah. Um now. Cause, cause really, your your mum. She really probably takes not off. Got... We, we just we have a GPS tracker on her just uh, in right. case she takes off. But yeah. she she never does. But there's just yeah. a certain there's a certain walk we can't take her on. Because oh, right. she remembers oh, the, there's always there. we just take her different, different ways. Way, yeah. And she she's she's she's, she's super intelligent. Oh, she's right. she's really trainable. Yeah. But I just wouldn't it wouldn't be an enjoyable run. No, I'm, because you're stressed about relaxing. that all the time. You're yeah. worried about that time. Could you
2: not run with her on a lead? Could you not put her on like a harness lead? I have done on? that, but she just she pulls.
0: She yeah, she She's, pulls a lot. Oh right, um, yeah. It's just not very. Uh, yeah. It's just not again. It's not very. Not enjoyable. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I was, about, I was, I was, I was gonna, waiting to say, else, say something else. I completely forgotten what it was. Shubba to yeah, be, to, be a, to that, be a tongue. That might have been it. Tip of the tongue. Mm. Mm. Tip of the tongue. Hmm. What mm. was it? I don't know. Participation you can, is me Feel free me. to say something else while I'm thinking.
1: Um. Yeah. So. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> goodness. Goodness. Oh my goodness. We're sitting here with like a,
2: a kind of a, a gradient of beards. Actually, I've just noticed. Like Kirk, you've probably got yeah. a little bit of stubble going on. A little bit of kind of. Yeah. of Maybe three, three or four days unshaven, and then yeah. I'm probably sitting here with, well, girlfriend. Evolution go- Matt, yeah. girl, girlfriend's <laughs> gone. Girlfriend's gone away. Yeah, it's got I think, a, got I think a, yours got, is the least. Got a few, Yeah, <laughs> a few days and get, a, get away with it, and uh, no one sees me where I work, so it's uh, you know I can uh, get Hanging away with the sheep. looking a bit wild and bushy. And then we've got Edan <laughs> to the left, who's just you know look at the size <laughs> of that, that man's been uh, you could use some. You could you could, you could lose
1: you could lose a few days in there. Mm. Probably could. I feel like just growing it a little bit. I just, I've always trimmed it down. And I just think, you know what? Let's just see. Mm. How, let's just see how far I can it's get.
2: A, it's amazing how facial hair can change the shape of someone's face, though. I mean, if you, uh, I always find people who've got a big beard and they shave it off. I always think they look ill uh, okay. when they lose the beard because they've got a certain roundness and a kind of like. It's probably,
0: uh, it's, I think it's worse in the summer though, because then you've got a. Pale you've got, you've got tan a tan line as well. Oh yeah. no!
1: I'll definitely trim this down for summer. Mm. This is just like a leading towards the winter. Yeah. You Might grow it out for the winter and then. Yeah, It's spring just. Win- yeah, winter coat. Winter coat. Mm. I tell you what, if we leave Me. it for a few more months, it'll be you'll get big.
2: I never, I never um completely sort of um fine shave anymore. I don't find what do you call it when you shave right to the kind Pretty of shave. like close a close shave. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't really do a close shave at all anymore. No, I, 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 no, I, I used to like when that. I first started getting in a bit of stubble, but and I you, find then it you turn to a well man, man. Well, it, to... yeah. <laughs> well, I find it's, it's uh, with a razor, it scrapes the skin and it's it's painful. I, get, get, I, I just either. use,
0: I'll use a razor just on the little stubbly bits oh, there really? and, and yeah, these I bits Yeah, clean here. up. I just clean the top and, then I just neck. trim the razor. No,
2: I, I, well, I, I've got clippers, but, um, like, you know, same as like hair clippers, but I just take the guard off and then I just use that and that takes it down within them, savage. a second you know, just a little. So I've got a little bit of bristle still. I can feel, but it's uh, it doesn't cause half the irritation to my skin. You know? Yeah. So if
1: it's, irri- I don't get any irritation from mm. bed. It's, like, it's not irritation. Do, it should, just dries my con- face out. I just well, you it should like... condition then.
2: Yeah, but I don't. I don't like putting greasy, oily things on my no, face. it's like, I just it's just like, like to... a
1: moisturizer. It's like yeah. your hands. Your hands don't. I have like this theory. Though. I have
2: this theory. I feel like if you start moisturizing, you you've got to keep doing it. Like, uh, I feel it's
1: like a. I think with Vaseline, yeah. Like your chip yeah. or like chapped lips, but yeah, it's like your hair conditioning, you don't want to condition your hair.
2: But if you look in a lot of products, there's lanolin in a lot of products, and uh, especially face conditioning products. And lanolin is something that actually dries your skin out, like it's mm. it's something
1: that's get all natural, you know, all natural um, conditioners. I mean, I,
2: I, I, I this, uh, this was something that um, well, I think I, I was having a chat with my doctor, and they were telling me about lanolin, and uh. You know, I don't know if I've been completely fleeced, but uh, she was saying something about, yeah, it does dry your skin out, and it's in a lot of commercial, you know, off-the-shelf products, you know. That's why real, proper dermatological cream doesn't have, like, lanolin in it. Hmm. Shall we... Uh, we've reached an hour. We've reached an hour.
0: Shall we end there?
2: Yeah, because we'll probably start talking about cosmetics, and I'm sort of... Yeah, I'm, I think we should probably I'm, end I, on I, the
0: conditioners. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm talking about... Dry last time yeah. I went to the doctor, she got yeah. me to bend over, and... Uh,
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. on that yeah. fine note on your, that m- fine your note. morning skin routine mm. awesome awesome good job farewell <sighs>